0: Then the man from heaven said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. That's from Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 to 13. And that's what we're reading today on August 4th, 2021 on this episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. My name is Rob Kaiser and I am your host. This is episode number 164 of the show that is intended to provide insight and tools to building the life and homestead of your dreams. Today, we read from Strength For Today written by David Jeremiah. And we continue reading with, In recent years there have been a number of books written by people claiming to have had out-of-body or near-death experiences in which they saw heaven, hell, or eternity. However, these revelations cannot be deemed as authoritative, but there is one glimpse of heavenly activity that can. After Daniel prayed for three weeks for understanding of the vision he had seen, a certain man, angel, appeared with him with answer or appeared before him with answers. He revealed to Daniel that he had set out from heaven on the first day of Daniel's prayers, but that he had been instructed by a demonic angel, the prince of Persia, for twenty-one days. That is, the entire three weeks that Daniel was praying, there was spiritual warfare between heaven and earth. delayed the answer to his prayers. Jesus taught his disciples to pray and not lose heart, according to Luke, chapter 18, verse 1. Let's leave the timing of God's answers to him as we imitate Daniel, praying and not losing heart. That's a tough one, sometimes to have faith, and understand that we need to not stop praying. Faith is not easy, and for whatever reason, I've gotten to a point where I just, I keep these, most of these daily devotionals, I keep them in my car, keep them in my truck rather, and um, just for easy access so that there's always something on hand for a show, notes for a show. Now This morning I had in mind that I wanted to cover this, that I wanted to read from this book. I have been feeling a little challenged lately on account of this seizure. Initially, I was not too upset by it. It was not that um, severe. The recovery time did not uh, take as long, though I did discover new bruises last night on my shoulder and my back. And... Um, been spending more time each evening sleeping than than I normally do. I guess I need it. Now, I've never I, I suppose I've never had an out of body or a near death experience. However, I was I was in a coma once, and I've, I've, I've talked about that before. And I might share that story again, for <coughs> excuse me, for new listeners or for those who haven't heard it yet. And it, it is relevant since I just mentioned having a seizure on Friday. Now I have epilepsy and I've had epilepsy for this month it'll be 30 years. 100%. First diagnosed and had my first seizure at the age of 18, 13 rather. And I was in a coma. Um, In 2013 I was working for a division of the Davy Tree Expert Company called the Davy Resource Group and we did a lot of we we were kind of like the in-house nerd division of the company. We did a lot of data collection and work planning for the crews that actually did the tree work along the utility rights of way. And at that time I was living in Southern California and I had communicated that my desire was to move back to Ohio to be with my family, and my superiors wanted me to take a job in Texas, take a position in Texas as a project coordinator. It was a great fit, uh, I didn't have a big crew and everybody had been there for quite a long time and really all I needed to do was just make step in and make sure that nothing changed. And there was still opportunity to grow and expand and develop. <clears throat> but. My objective was to move back to Ohio, so I told them that I would take the position as an interim, or for an interim, length of time, and I would find someone to fill the position in the interim, and as long as, you know, I got paid Hourly and was able to make as much overtime as I wanted as well as have a per diem living expenses covered. And I didn't think that they were going to take my offer, but they did. So all of a sudden I found myself in Texas with some of my stuff in storage in California. Much of it shipped back via the postal service, and I was in Austin for the most part, and traveling all around western Louisiana, east Texas, Texarkana area, southern Oklahoma. But was really stationed out of Austin because that's what we'll, that's what I chose. That's what I, that's what I could do. Now, after a few months there, I had planned a trip into the Utah backcountry with my friend Rick, in Colorado, and. I flew from Austin to Denver and then we drove from Denver into Utah about 8 hours and we went to Capitol Reef National Park for a few days maybe maybe 4 days and I was told at that time by some friends who were close to me that they didn't think I should go because I was having increased seizure activity. But I thought I had a good handle on things and I thought I had things under control. I had had a lot of seizures in the mornings leading up to the trip there. And we actually, well, I had some seizures in the early hours of the morning as we were camping and ended up throwing off my sleeping bag a couple of times. It was on the way home when I began to have a series of seizures, one after the other, and this led to something called status epilepticus, which is seizures one after the other, after the other, after the other and it's just a period of uninterrupted seizures and the problem once your body enters this state is that it it can't get out and people have, have died from being in status. It appeared as though I was sleeping, and by the time I did get home, or we got back to Rick's place, uh, he realized that indeed I was not sleeping, and called the paramedics. And that was the point when they decided to medically induce a coma in order to control alternate delete and reset my brain. And either at some point during that experience, to conclude this story and subsequently conclude the podcast <laughs> the only memory I have of that whole experience was gratitude uh, was was white it was that's that's the only thing that I remember seeing and and I, I was gonna say gratitude because that was what I was overwhelmed with when I came out of the coma and finally woke up. The gratitude for all the nurses and people that were there providing care, the gratitude for the male nurse from Nigeria, I believe, scrubbing my ass. How he was so happy and grateful to have a job and the opportunity to be scrubbing out my asshole. And that, my friends, was when I experienced something transformative in my life. the expression of gratitude for everyone that was there helping take care of me. And since then, I've reconnected with, with God in ways that I never thought possible through people. I never expected to connect to God with. And Sean, I'm talking to you, man. And I know that you're not with us here on this earth anymore, but through connecting in Redondo Beach, San Luis Obispo. I miss you. grateful for you too Sean that's it everybody August 4th 2021 don't stop praying this is Rob Kaiser and thank you